Welcome to the Marketing Tips for Doctors podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to attracting more patients ready to schedule their first appointments to grow your practice without spending hours and hours away from your practice or home. Hear how to boost your online presence, develop a strong rapport with each one to increase patient compliance while adding value and growing revenue. Now here's your host, Dr. Barbara Hales, America's leading medical strategist. Welcome to another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors. I'm your host, Dr. Barbara Hales, and today we have with us Jessica Fialkowicz. She is the founder of one of the top experts in the business brokerage industry, Exit Factor. This offers a proven method that helps small to mid-sized business owners and medical practices the opportunity to maximize their company's value. Through one-on-one consulting services and online programs, the trusted advisors at Exit Factor teach entrepreneurs how to successfully navigate and fully leverage strategies when buying, building, and selling their businesses. This is a service I'm sure we all could use. Exit Factor is part of the consulting division within the United Franchise Group family of brands. This is related to the United Franchise Group, which is home to an affiliated family of brands and consultants, including Accurate Franchising Inc., Exit Factor, Franchisemart, Fully Promoted, and several more worldwide. It's in more than 60 countries. Well, This is extremely interesting and extremely valuable, so you may want to take notes today. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Barbara. When people are deciding that they want to buy into a business instead of going into a conglomeration or work as an employee at the hospital, how do they decide on buying a business? What goals should they have or what guides should they have? Yeah, so I think... When you're deciding whether to buy a business or not, I think the biggest decision that you need to make in deciding factor is whether you want that ownership seat or not. And I think a lot of employees and workers do feel like they want ownership, but always the upside of ownership. Yeah, I want to make money when the the hospital group makes money and I want to make money when the business makes money. But there is an element of risk and accountability as an owner that's not appropriate or even desirable for everyone. So I find that's the biggest deciding factor for people when they're deciding they're trying to vet whether they want to be a business owner or not, because that's ultimately what it comes down to is, yes, there's upside in ownership, but there's also risk and liability. How do we increase the value and profitability of a practice once we start running one? So there's one really, and I'll talk about this, like a really tactical thing that I love to recommend to increase profitability of a practice. And that's, there's something I call expense creep. So this happens in our personal lives too, is we'll sign up for different services and we'll compile expenses over time. And I find that happens in practices too. So once a quarter, I recommend to all our clients, I even do this in my own business, is just sitting down and going through all the expenses we have in our business 
and asking ourselves, is this still working and is this still necessary? And if the answer is no to either of those questions, eliminate the expense. So that's one of the like first really tactical ways I start by increasing profitability of practices and businesses. Actually, the first year we did that in my business, we increased our profit by 40%. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. And it's just simple, but it's all about having the discipline to do it once a quarter and be really ruthless. And if something's necessary in the business or not, that sounds like really good advice. What, when you decide that you've had enough and only you can decide that, what are some mistakes to avoid when you decide that you want to sell your practice? Yeah, it's a great question. And I see I see a couple major mistakes. The first mistake is I think not realizing that eventually you're going to have to exit your practice. All all things in life, our time on this earth, everything comes to an end. And that includes it includes our businesses, right? That time in our practice will come to an end. So I think the biggest mistake is that practice owners wait too long to realize that inevitability. And they'll wait until something happens where it forces them into retirement, right? If they're burnt out or they've just hit the end of the road and they haven't planned in advance. And because they haven't planned in advance, usually they're looking at a lower valuation, sometimes smaller buyer pools than they would have if they had planned just a few years in advance. So that's the first major mistake I see. The second major mistake is having the practice be all about you as the founder, the owner, the primary practitioner in the practice. It can't just be about you. You have to have other people around you that are supporting you, whether that's other doctors, if that's other physician's assistants, and then also on the support side, right? And having support team members, receptionists, administrators, things like that, and just diversifying who's doing the work in the business. Um, And the last was actually, we already talked about it to round out the top three is just focus on profitability, running really clean books and records, really clean financials on the business and maximizing that profit margin. Determine how much our business is worth. Yeah, that's a very common question I get. And I say business valuation is part art and part science. So part the part science part is that all practices are worth a multiple of earnings. So we'll look at typically the earnings of the business, which is defined by something called EBITDA, earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. And that number is really easy to calculate off your P&Ls. Your accountants can help you find that number. The harder part is the art. So the valuation is a multiple of that EBITDA number. So if we're making $100,000 in our business, there's a multiple of earnings that determines that value. And that number, that multiple could be two or it could be four. So what makes a business worth a two times versus a four times comes down to what industry you're in, what niche your practice is in. It also comes to the qualitative factors of the business. How is the business run? How like we talked about how dependent on the owner is it? How long have you been in business? All those like qualitative differentiators. That's what is the difference between a two times and a four times multiple on a business. What strategies do you recommend to increase the likelihood that your business or practice will sell? Yeah. So the first strategy I recommend is just starting early. We recommend just at least understanding what the value of your business is and what potential pitfalls or hurdles you have to come in a sale process at least two or three years in advance of a sale if you have that amount of time. And I think that's the biggest pitfall is, again, is people wait too long 
And then they're listing it for sale on the market. And we're seeing the red flag issues as they're coming up um, through a buyer's perspective. And it gives us very little or no time to fix those issues from a sale perspective. So that's one of the biggest ones. The other one is we do see, and this does happen actually in the medical practice world quite more often than in other industries, is sometimes owners undervalue the practices that they've built. So I'll talk to a lot of owners and they'll say, hey, I don't think anyone will buy my business. I don't think my business is worth anything. I don't think my practice is worth anything. And the truth is every practice has a value. We just have to be very, we have to manage our expectations of what that value is. Typically, do people coming in to buy a medical practice just buy the patients or do they buy the location and all of the equipment as well? Yeah. So typically they're going to buy the full location. It depends on what the buyer is that's coming in. If you have what's called a strategic buyer, that's a competitor. It might be a larger hospital group or a larger medical group than your current practice. They're mainly interested in the client base, but they also are interested in your location. So opening up a satellite location or a second office. So typically you'll see them buy everything, client, a patient list, location, equipment, they want the team, everything. If you're in a situation where they're just buying the patient list, you're probably more in that situation where you haven't done some of the preparation work in advance. Maybe the practice isn't as desirable to some of those larger buyers as another practice, and they're going to pay you a smaller value, but just for the client, for the patient list. I see. So what one or two tips can you give our listeners today in terms of selling their practice so that they get the maximum amount and they feel comfortable and have less regrets? Yeah. So I think the first is the mindset shift in the medical world. And my mom's in in medicine, and I love this about practitioners is that everyone's very service oriented, right? They want to do the best thing for their patients. They want to do the best thing for their medical community. And they don't think of their practice as a business, as a financial asset that should produce a return on investment. So that's the mindset shift of when you're moving to sale or even just running a better practice in general, start thinking about the practice as a financial asset that should produce a return on investment for you as an owner. And if you think of it like that and you run it like that, it'll be highly desirable to another owner, another buyer in the future. So that's the first tip I have. And the second tip is that just understand where you are. I always say to people, just understand what your baseline, what your foundation, go out and get an opinion of value of your practice and just see where you're at today. What's the practice worth? What are those red flags? What are the holes or the gaps that you need to solve? And you can do that by working with a professional investment banker, business broker, or an exit strategist like myself. But that just gives you an understanding whether you're five years away from sale or five quarters away from sale. It just gives you an understanding and baseline of not not only where you're at today, but the expectations buyers will have of your practice when you go to exit. Jessica, you have found a really interesting and worthy niche for yourself. And I don't think there really are too many other people competing with you. Why did you get into that? I actually started because I was a business owner as well. I'm still a business owner, but I started in the wine and spirits industry when I was 24 years old and I founded a couple companies and I sold them. And what ended up happening is through that process, I realized there was very few advisors that would help business owners prepare for and sell their businesses specifically small to mid-sized businesses. So I've been in that 
in that arena, mergers and acquisitions for small to mid-sized companies for over a decade. And then one of the industry niches my husband and I started working in is medical practices. And we've helped a number of clients in that arena. And I still find, I find a lot of passion in not just working in the medical world, but working for small practice owners, mid-sized practice owners. That's the niche. I grew up in small business. I founded my own small businesses and that's where I'm passionate and want to give back. How do you promote yourself so that doctors looking for your services know where and who you are? Yes. So we have a network of professional advisors that refer business to us across the U.S. We're partnered with about 150 business brokers, investment bankers, and CPAs and throughout the country. But if there's anyone listening to the podcast that wants to learn more about us, they can go to exitfactor.com backslash podcast. We've got a few free downloadables and just free resources to help get the process started. Great. Now, I have also heard that you recently launched a new book called Getting the Most for Selling Your Business, and it turned into a number one Amazon bestseller. Yes. Yes, we did. Yep. Yeah. Could you tell us about that? Yeah. So that book is, I joke, everyone used to ask me, Hey, can I take you for coffee? And can you tell me about how I can position my my business or practice to get the most out of it, get the highest sale price. And that book is basically what I would tell you over coffee, right? If we were sitting down face to face and you asked me that question, that's my full dissertation of the answer. So it's all about how businesses are bought and sold in the U S and how you can best position yours to be the most attractive. So you get not only the most money, but the most cash at the closing table. And it gives you the most freedom after the transaction. I've tried to keep it short and sweet too. It's only about 150 pages because I, I know doctors, I know business owners are very busy and they don't have time to sit down and read a three or 400 page book. We will be putting a link to your book in our show notes. And it was really a pleasure having you here today, Jessica. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much, Barbara. This has been another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors with your host, Dr. Barbara Hales. Till next time. Thanks for listening to Marketing Tips for Doctors. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Press the subscribe button so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about the show. Join us on marketingtipsfordoctors.com for replays and more resources to help grow your practice, strengthen your brand, and dominate your field. Remember, you're one tweet from greatness. Greatness.